who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, a podcast that explores the world through a personal, intersectional feminist perspective. Each Monday, I bring you a brand new full-length episode covering something from a wide variety of topics. And then every Friday, come meet up with me again for a mini What's in the News episode so you can stay up to date on everything that's going on in the world. Check out Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist wherever you get your podcasts. And rage on. happening it is podcast unlocked episode 70 what mitch four 74. 74 good memory good memory i'm ryan mccaffrey your host and uh joined by two co-hosts it's like the right and left hand of the father this you're... is the coziest we've ever yeah, been on podcast like, unlocked. hey guys yeah. what's going on uh mitch dyer on my right naomi kyle on my left Hello. uh destin Legary hanging out behind the camera He's back there. Yeah. Wait. Uh, it's been that kind of day. I have a half-eaten sandwich. This is lunch. It's Good. not over yet. So he's going to make us do all the talking. That's how this, how this, this day is gone. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's Thursday. We're, we tried to record on Wednesday, but we had something better to do, didn't we, We Mitch? did. We what? heard. I, uh, do we, tell. We, we, so we got to go see Wreck-It Ralph, like, three weeks ahead of time. Oh, is that so? Yeah. Disney yeah. was kind enough to put it on it uh, at LucasArts, of all places, which is sort of an odd odd pairing. It was, it was the perfect pairing, because I got to A, see Wreck-It Ralph early, which was nice, and B, go to Lucasfilm Campus, which I will never get to go back to in my life. What do you mean? I've been there a bunch of times. You'll oh, get man. to go. Yeah, you can well, go on the tour. The thing is, the, but they, LucasArts they, doesn't make games anymore. Well, that, that's the problem. <laughs> if they ever decide to actually create software. Right, then we'll go back to Lucasfilm Campus. And, I mean, allegedly, there's this Star Wars 1313 thing. Yeah, we'll see. So We'll see. Um, maybe we'll get to go play that. But, yeah, what? so you hadn't... I've been lucky enough to go to, to LucasArts before, and, you know, we, we, come, we came up the elevator right into their... Their sick lobby. So, oh my god! Uh, were you, I, you were nerding out. I was. Oh watching yeah! It. I mean, everything in that lobby is just there's Boba Fett statues and Darth Vader statues and there's bookends that's just like Darth Vader choking that guy. Like, where's the ambassador? Yeah, that guy. But but he, actual Darth Vader, like the the real David Prowse's the real costume. costume. Oh my god! Yeah. Um. There was a. I saw one person 
the wife, I think it was the wife of someone there, mm-hmm. had a had a Boba Fett jacket right, on, yeah, yeah. was standing next to the actual Boba Fett costume and taking a picture. Yep. And I guess oh it, it was a good jacket. There was uh, Luke's lightsaber from Jedi in a glass case. Awesome. Millennium Falcon, <laughs> anywhere? No Falcons. No, they kept that in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, so I was going to ask, do they have like a life-sized one? or? That George Lucas flies it in every morning. Oh, right, that whole thing. George Lucas, we So, uh, yeah, Naomi, you were unable to join us for that, but um, yeah. I trust you are interested in this film. Yes. How can you not be, right? It's it's made for uh, for all of us and anybody and watching kids this. kids, too, but it looks oh, awesome. Oh, well, forget that. <laughs> yeah, children. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it does look pretty awesome from the, just the trailer and everything. And I actually um, got a sneak peek of it before anyone knew about this movie, and this mm. was, like, at the Sonic thing at Comic-Con. Um, but, yeah, it was cool. It, I mean, it looks cool. I just... Jealousy guys got to see it before me. Mitchell, was it cool? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I worried for a while that that movie was going to rely way too much on its video game references. Yeah. Because the trailers are just constant. Like, look at this, look at this, look at this. Don't you know? You know this. You like video games. Look at Sonic and it's M. Bison and Zangief. Don't you love this? And it it uses that to great effect, but doesn't rely on it nearly as much as expected. Like, that movie has a heart and soul of its own, and it is amazing. Yeah. One of the best movies of the year. Really, really funny story. Very sweet story as well. I was was welling up at the end, man. That ending is so nice. So does it it uh, live up to, like, is it kind of the Pixar type? I I equated it closer to Iron Giant. Emotional experience, yeah? Yeah. That's the closest. I will say, somebody asked me uh, afterwards what I thought of it, and I was like, yeah, it's... uh, or somebody said, oh, it was right up there with, with Pixar quality. And I was like, actually, it was better than the last Pixar movie I saw, which was Brave. Brave was Which yeah. I thought was, was not that great. No. No. It, so. it wasn't that great. I mean, visually, it's, of course, always. Oh, stunning. They always, you know, are, yeah. are always up there. But I really think that Brave, just story-wise, kind of went. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think we... It was... We, we lambasted it, it yeah, on we, the podcast. We, we, we and I had already, a good rant. So. <laughs> it was cliche. Yeah. But okay. this movie was not. It was... Uh, it was... Actually, uh, it stood on its own with or without video games. Yeah, totally. The video Absolutely. game stuff totally just made it for yeah. me. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's, um, it, it was fun trying to find all the Easter eggs. Oh, there's the tons. Film. Yeah, you there will was, never see were, them all in one go. Yeah, that's the thing. There were, you, know, you can only get so many on the, the first uh, first viewing, especially when we're sitting in the back, Mitch. Yeah. You're like, let's sit as far back as we that's can. That's the way to watch movies. You sit as far back as possible in the center, and you get the whole view. Well, we did that, and yeah, I hope you were happy. I was. <laughs> That movie has amazing 3D, by the way. It was good 3D. I loved it in 3D. It was the it was first movie 3D. I've ever not hated myself after. Really? <laughs> Did you in... see Dread? No. Dread was in 3D? Yeah. yeah. Though that wow. was the name of the film, wasn't it? Dread 3D? Dread 3D. Oh, I've only ever heard people say Dread, and I've like never seen a poster or an ad. I am the law. Come on. Oh, wrong Dread, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but it was that, that was a good one in 3D, but I'm... I'm All right. Yeah. So, yeah, no, definitely, I think it was November 3rd, I believe, is when the film... Yeah, second or third. Second or third. Um, definitely recommend it. It was it was an excellent film for both us video game folks and uh, if you have young kids as well. It's good, good kids. There, There is one, I thought, uh, sort of scary monster guy in it. I don't want to spoil it necessarily, that I thought that maybe if you do have little kids, might you might be a little bit... The thing at the end? Wary of, yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that was a little... Str- you I, know. Was, I was a little frightened. Yeah, I was, I was like, whoa, what just happened? But um, So if you have kids super young, maybe like four or five, that you might want to go into a prevent defense on that, maybe just shield their eyes or something, and you'll kind of figure out when that part's coming up. Did you, did you find it to be like a weirdly sad movie? 
like the whole time. I just felt like everyone in it was just kind of like it's very deliberately this way. But people are bad people. They're not. They're not nice. Everyone's kind of selfish and greedy and yeah. wants what they want. And the writers write these characters so well. Or I guess this is probably just one screenwriter. Um, they write them in such a way that they get into problems that you don't know how they're going to get out of. And I haven't seen that in a film in forever. Because normally you, well, they get into an issue and you're like, this is how they're going to resolve it. And then they do. But with this, I was like, oh, man, this is bad. How are they <laughs> going to get out of this? I don't know. It's funny that you say everybody's selfish. So was that in itself a microcosm was that a commentary on video gamers because it's all all over the internet it's just a bunch of <laughs> right. selfish trolls yeah yeah is that was that really what they were trying to say this movie goes deep <laughs> i understand it so much better now yeah i can't recommend it enough i'm gonna go see it again when it's out yeah i, I mean i i would disagree with you and uh only in the, the nitpicky point that i don't think the 3D was amazing. Okay. I thought it was good. It's fine, but I wouldn't necessarily spend the extra coin uh, on yeah. the 3D. I mean, it's, it's unnecessary, but it was, yeah. yeah. But like great film. Wishes. Great film for sure. Very worth it. Um, it's, the f it's, yeah, one of the few films I would recommend actually seeing in a theater this year instead of just waiting till it comes out sure. and buying it at home. So, uh, yeah, anything else going on with anybody this week? You've been gone a lot, haven't you? Yeah, uh, well, I was, at first I was in Austin, Texas. I was doing an AMD event there. Um, they had, like, a fan day. I don't know if you know AMD. Oh, yes, I have their one of their processors in my home computer. There you go. So they had a bunch Intel, of booth setups so with, like, <laughs> I whatever uh, Dan from GameSpy was <laughs> whatever kind enough to give me, yeah. yeah, which was an AMD Athlon FX. Yeah, I actually don't know a lot about the in work, like the inner workings of computers, but I was just there basically emceeing the event, and cool. it was really cool. But I was there for like just maybe a day and a half. Um, but they had a bunch of fans coming in. They had like all their computers set up. Uh, I got to see Ty Root. Do you guys? Know I Ty love Ty Root. Yeah, he's awesome. I miss Ty Root. I never worked with him, but I still miss him. <laughs> I miss him a lot. He's the one who, like, got me my job here. Hmm. So uh, he was there uh, showcasing his game, which I forget the name. But uh, Loadout. they had... Loadout. Is it Loadout? Yes. Yeah. I almost forgot, but then it was It was there. the funniest game, like, looking game there. Yeah. Like, it looked <laughs> Loadout so Loadout looks awesome. rad. It's a free-to-play shooter on PC, and it looks awesome. Yeah. So so he was there uh, show, showcasing that. And Austin's they a had... fun town, isn't it? Austin's beautiful. It is. Yes. It's, it's not Texas, really. It's, like, some weird other other nation within texas i right. feel that's it, what a lot of people were telling me and i've only dallas. ever been to austin dallas texas. is bad don't go to dallas okay well i've only been there through like layovers and stuff so i'm gonna get emails from listeners for hating on dallas oh, no. yeah why are you hating on dallas it's it's software it's not, not going to talk to us anymore from you realize gearbox gearbox they're out of the picture way to go mitch <laughs> Um, but I'm yeah, that's sorry. what I've been doing. And then, of course, I had my my vacation that I took to Excellent. Mexico. So oh, really? Cool. I thought you were at New York. I figured you were at New York Comic Con. Well, that <laughs> was uh, the plan. But then, since that fell through, I ended up just saying, "Hey, fuck it! If you guys are in NYCC, like NYCC, I'm using Twitter terms here. Uh, <laughs> Twitter if you hashtag, guys are hashtag New NYCC, <laughs> New York Community were... College. What? I'll be in Mexico. Hashtag fun. I just go. speak as if I'm on Twitter all the time. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to block you. <laughs> <laughs> it's over, Mitch. Um, but yeah, I, w I figured everyone was there having their fun, and I was super jealous, and so I was just like, I'm going to go to do something crazy, and so I went to Mexico. Did you get recognized by any fans down there? No, we basically, it was an all-inclusive resort, so I just stayed there, and like, I, I didn't have a phone the whole time, so I was nice. like, cut that's off from everything. That's, that's wonderful. I'm yeah. so jealous. Although my uh, um, my Twitter average has definitely gone down, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> Five fact, days of blackouts. So. Our own Destin Legary was tweeting about uh, some 
website or app he found that that actually tells you how much Twitter time. He, so I'm the one who oh. showed it, <laughs> okay, and because yeah. somebody on my Twitter feed showed me that, and so it's like this endless loop. And they're actually smart in promoting that because the the minute you press on it and you're like, okay, yes, calculate. You enter your name and you calculate the yeah. amount of hours you've been on Twitter. And then it instantly tweets it on your account. Ooh, and there's no way that. of stopping I was, it. Nope. I was going to say, like, I there's no way I'm doing that because I'm just going to feel really horrible about oh, myself yeah. after. Uh, well, my, my mine was like 28 uh, hours or something. Oh, my God. That's Destin's was like day. 30, Destin's was like 31. 31? Yeah. I guarantee oh mine would be higher. Because, like, I, when I was freelancing, I tweeted a lot because I, I was on Twitter all day, like, reading all the conversations, talking to everybody I could. It's probably a depressing number that I'm never going to check. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. I'm just going to feel bad about myself. And Mitch, you've actually been in the office for once over the yeah, last week instead it's been of weird. abandoning me. I've been playing for... video games too, which is another weird phenomena. Which is the best part of our job. Correct. Is, is, so yeah, we're actually setting aside time during the day now. to Because otherwise we literally cannot keep up. Yeah. I know it seems weird that we have jobs that involve writing about video games and we have to set aside time <laughs> yeah. to actually play video games. But it's true. It's... Um, between trying to actually run the running the website, the stupid website gets in the way of the actual video game play. Yeah. So yeah, Mitch. Um, I don't know. I, we're probably not allowed to say what we've really been doing just yeah, yet. But I mean, there are two things on my desk I can't talk about. I finished Dishonored. Nice. Which is amazing. One of my favorite games, maybe ever. So really? you're you're, oh, in a, yeah. you're in agreement with yeah. the IGN's nine point two review. I may have then. even gone higher. I Look at re- you. I really love Dishonored. Like, I can't wait to go back and play through it again. Like, I'm playing on PC, so I'm going to turn off the HUD, I'm going to put it on the hardest difficulty, and I'm going to go through non-lethal. Oh, boy. So I'm going limit, to limit myself in every way possible. <laughs> and I'm really excited not only to play, like, with a different play style and get a different ending, but the way you interact with the world and the way the world presents itself is drastically different. Like, full-on missions will be mm. totally different based on the way you play. Nice. Like, I watched the, the, the good ending after I got the bad ending, um, and it was like, oh, this mission is... I, I didn't play this. This did not happen for me. Hmm. I'm so excited. Uh, I'm, all, I'm still early on. I'm in the me first too. actual assassination in that okay. game. But um, I'm at, so excited. For yeah. You guys. At first, I was a little unsure. I was like, eh, you know, during the the, the prison initial break. scene. Yeah. yeah. The pr- I was like, okay, this. I you know, I think this is gonna be good. Because going into it, I was like, this is totally my kind of game. It's thief married to Bioshock, which is like yeah. the greatest thing of all time. A little bit <laughs> Deus Ex spiced on top. Yeah. And then, you know, that first bit, I was like, okay, I think this will be good. But now that the actual assassination is, has started and basically they let me loose in the sandbox, I'm like, okay, here we go. This yeah. is this is going to be re- – this, this is really good. So, so are, you, are you ready for this? I, I know you're I'm ready. You're waiting for me to do it. I'm ready. So it, it has a Far Cry 2 system in it where you have <laughs> where you will you have a mission, but you can add a different variable to it by talking to someone else. So you will go somewhere, talk to somebody, and say, yo, if you do this a different way, you can get this thing. So that's kind of how they present non-lethal options during assassination missions. But there are also all sorts of other benefits you can get, whether it's just collecting runes to get new skills or, or, other or getting like malaria. But. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> that's what Dishonored is missing is malaria and gun jamming. Yeah. So it's just cool to have those variables where you, you go in expecting one thing and then you're presented with this option and you go, ooh, I don't do I poison that glass? I don't know what will happen if I do. Let's find out. Ah, why not? And you go for it. And it also, like, there's just so much to that game yeah. that even with two full playthroughs, you will not see everything you need to. Well, Great. I hope, I mean, it's it's reviewed incredibly well. Yeah. Uh, and I just hope the sales translate, because as I've said on this show before, yeah. I, I am concerned for that game, just given the track record of new IPs launching during the holiday. It's a very 
spotty. It's a very uh, mostly sad track record sales wise. Yeah. So um, hope it hope it pans out. Um, anything else? So you're playing Dishonored, and I you're... I only played through like 40 minutes of it okay. to be honest. But um, yeah, I I I like it so far visually. It's really well put together, and uh, I don't know. I like the you know the just the gameplay reminds me a lot of Bioshock. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm gonna have to play through it a little bit more just to give you better rundown. Of yeah, I, I, I will. It's it. interesting. Which which system? Which platform are you playing on? Oh, I'm on Xbox. Xbox. Yeah. yeah. See, I it's where he's. It's funny. I actually find it uh, a little disappointing visually on Xbox. Well, I, I played it a bit on PC at uh, the Austin, Texas AMD event. Yes. So I, I do agree, actually. There was a lot of things I was like, it doesn't seem the same. Like, there's little yeah. It's very nuances, washed out. The, the textures yeah. are washed out and kind of low quality on yeah. Xbox. It's really it feels like an PC. Xbox game. Like, yeah. sure. it, you know. it definitely... Uh, the art direction saves it on Xbox. Uh, absolutely, the, the yeah. phenomenal art direction saves the visuals. But it still looks good, by the way. Yeah, Don't, it, yeah. It's, it, it's I just, love the world. I can't wait. To it's just it. not. Uh, I'd seen it previously, like you. I'd seen it previously on PC, <clears throat> and was like, "Wow, this is a super pretty game." And so mm-hmm. when I when I finally got the Xbox version in hand, I was like, "Oh, yeah. this isn't quite as pretty as I thought it was going to be." Yeah. Word, word of advice for you guys and anybody listening who's planning on playing Dishonored: use the heart. Use the heart all the time, okay. always on every character. All right. You will okay. learn so much about that world that cool. you did not expect at all. I heard something about whales, but I'm not sure if that's like a spoiler or no. anything. So Everything like... in the world, whales are the are fuel. Okay. The world runs They're... on whales. All right. Actually, we, Good have, to know. we have a Dishonor-related question from a reader. Oh. Or, oh. I guess a listener, if you're reading this. Shall we take it now? Whoa. Yeah, why not? We'll <laughs> all right. make a part of the conversation. Yeah. Sean says, hey, Unlocked Crew, my question is, newer releases such as XCOM and Dishonored came from more PC gaming-oriented backgrounds, XCOM hardcore strategy game, and Dishonored from a Deus Ex-inspired background. The great thing about these two is they seem to offer more... more... (sighs) Take two, and... The great thing about these two is they seem to offer a more accessible experience without being dumbed down. Do you guys feel that games seem to get dumbed down more than they used to in the past? Oh, of no. course. Really? <laughs> I totally agree. Uh, every, every game is, I mean... XCOM's a perfect example. The original XCOM was incredibly complicated, like needlessly oh, okay. so. You know, I, I went back uh, earlier this year because I just got the itch and reinstalled. Uh, of course, it took me an hour to get it to work because it's so old, but I reinstalled and played Thief 2. I started Thief 2 again, which is wow. from... Uh, 19, I say like 97 or 99. So yeah, nine, maybe 98. And the game, it, you know, back then you were, you got a thick, awesome manual in the box and you were expected to read it. Right. And it actually, for me, it was, it was part of the experience. Like as mom and dad would drive me home or as (laughs) I would be on, you know, you'd read it on your way home. And and then when the game starts, you're thrown right in. And you know how to, how to play. You know how the world operates. And and games now, not only do they not include manuals at all, actually it's, well, you can get everything online to be fair. We can, (laughs) but there's, there's really no, nothing presented directly to you. That's, uh, that's in in literature form, electronic or paper. Right. And now it's, you know, yeah, games are, so hand-holding now that the the whole usually first 20 to 60 minutes of any game is a tutorial and many of them i hate i've been i've been playing something for the past six hours an upcoming game yeah that is six hours of tutorial six hours exaggerating no i'm not i'm six and a half hours into this game and it just got to the point where it's like all right have fun is this called final fantasy 13 (laughs) oddly (laughs) enough no it is not well that sounds bad to me that sounds So you, d- you don't think games have been dumbed down? Um, I think people more and more now, that now that we have so many gamers around, I, f- I feel like most developers are trying to make it so that the games are 
as good like I just feel like they're they're trying to make it even more complex and and more real to life. Like I feel like sure. some mechanics in games now just wouldn't apply. Like maybe back then they did apply, but now yeah. they don't. And so they're fixing those problems these days to make games that are just smarter. Right. You know. Mm. Um, so I mean, the thing is that systems in games are getting way more complicated. Their yeah. games are getting way more elaborate. Like Dishonored's a perfect right. example, where you have like a dozen different skills that all function in different ways and work together in different ways and let you do different things depending on how you want to play. It's such an open-ended experience that it's it's almost overwhelming. But the way it's presented to you is very simple. The menus pop up and say like, hey, if you look up, you'll see places you can go or you can go underneath. Like it spells it out for you saying, right. you can do this, 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 or this as opposed to letting you discover it on your own. Are, yeah. are there games it, that you would say kind of do that now though? That don't like that just kind of give you free reign. Yeah, dishonor or that don't job. explain yeah. a aside lot from the pop-ups. Yeah, uh. like I feel there's some games like maybe Resident Evil Six or something, but like that they don't always like tell you exactly what you're supposed to do, and you're sure. supposed to just try over and over until you get how to do it. I mean, the XCOM you tutorial know? is really quick, really brief, gives you an idea of how cover works, how the rate, like uh, percentage works for right. like your chance of getting a kill or uh, landing a shot. But after the first mission, it kind of just throws you into it. It's like, all right, take your squad and go. Figure it out. Right. And you will lose if you're not very careful. And you just kind of have to figure out a lot of that stuff by right. mistake. Right. Well, I guess we can agree to disagree. We can, yeah, we can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but gaming, it, gaming's getting better though yeah. on the whole, for yeah. sure. That's, I don't think that dumbing down is a. I mean, I understand that what the term means, but I think it has that negative connotation because we say yeah. dumbing down, and it doesn't necessarily mean that games are dumber because of it. It's just a. The well, way they, they try to reach themselves. a broader audience exactly. by doing that. Correct. But the game itself might not necessarily be dumbed yeah. down. Like it might be an actually very complex, very difficult game. Yeah. Well, I love this. This went somewhere I totally didn't expect. Yeah. That's a good question, now Sean. We're, Thank you. We're like 20 minutes into the show already. We should have um, a bigger discussion You can reach us about at, it. and ask us a question at unlocked at ign.com. Please send do. your questions to that address. Or All tweet. right. Yes, tweet. Uh, actually, before I, we we have to bid Ms. Kyle adieu, unfortunately, she's got somewhere else to be. More important things to <laughs> do. Yes, more I'm important sure. things than than our uh, humble little podcast here. So <laughs> please follow Naomi Kyle at Naomi Kyle on Twitter. Straight All, up. That's easy enough. N a o m i k y l e, and hopefully we will see you again very soon. We love yes. your appearances here. And I, I want to listeners. make it a point to always come back here. And now you're on video too. So I know. Yeah. It's perfect. It's all, it all kind of fit whether, together. You know, it's, uh, you've got me and Mitch on like the gross nerd side of things <laughs> oh, and then like on. a real person over here. You guys are adorable and I love you guys. <laughs> well, that is I'll mutual. Yes, yeah, so we'll definitely it. take it. Uh, thank you, Naomi. And we'll be back with a couple of key Xbox news items of the week. <laughs> IGN's Xbox 360 Podcast, the Podcast Unlocked, presents the News Unlocked! All right, we have returned with the news. News! I've still got food in my mouth trying to shove the rest of that sandwich down in my face uh, during the break here, so I Mitch... Like I like that we record this. I get so many good screen caps. Yeah. <laughs> there well, is hidden footage of I'm Ryan just just shoveling a sandwich in his face. Great. Yeah. Well, we can oh, yeah, I'm back. Hi. Yeah, Hi, Dustin. <laughs> You're not Naomi. Naomi got a lot um, <laughs> different looking. Well, yeah, you Handsome, <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Let's just leave that one by itself. Uh, would one of you gentlemen, while I continue chewing and finish this thing off, tell us about 
Uh, only really a couple big news items this okay. week, one of which being the new Xbox Holiday Bundle. Uh, okay. I actually don't know what's in that. Destin, nope, yep, you're Planner. turning it to I me. I stole all the scripts. All right, let me just, 250 gigabyte Xbox 360 with Connect. Come on, man. All right, Get with, the program. with some heart. Okay, so for the holiday, there is a new Xbox 360 bundle. Uh, there's actually a few of them. Uh, one of them comes with Dance Central 2, Connect Sports, Connect Adventures, and one month of Xbox Live Gold for 400 bucks. Uh, it's a very Connect-centric bundle, actually. Uh, 250 gigabyte 360 with Connect. Would anybody here buy that if they didn't have a Connect? Well, Does I, that sound I appealing live to you? in this place called San Francisco. Right, I've heard of that. And uh, there's not a lot of space. No, no, so, no, nope. there's not. <laughs> I have like a pretty decent sized apartment. You know um, what? And I still don't like Connect sucks to use in my apartment. You know what? I'm actually moving though this week. I've been moving all week. Right. Into the city, so I'll be in your the new city place Sunday. is sizable. Yes. Maybe you might be able to pull it off. I really like Dance Central. So Destin, this comes to Dance Central too, rather Destin than three. starting a meth lab. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, I really like Dance Central, and I am starting a meth lab. Let's get <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. The timing has never been better, Destin. So I guess I should get the Connect bundle. Um, the, there's another bundle. It's actually like way more geared toward kids. It's a four gigabyte 360 with Connect. It comes with Connect Disneyland Adventures, which I heard was really good. It, mm-hmm. It's actually like. Uh, I reviewed it at my last job. Is that the one where the characters wear the skin of the other Disney characters? What? Did you not see it? Maybe <laughs> Did this you is have a, different... a terrible nightmare as a child? <laughs> no, there's, there's Come a real here, thing. Elmo. So there's a, that's not Disney. That's Sesame Street. You, there, you have, there are costumes, and no, you no, can no, no, dress no. up like right. Peter Pan and stuff. Right, so you're like, you wear the skin of Stitch over your head, and it's like his... No, it's just a costume over your, your in-game avatar. It's really haunting, is what It's it not is. at all. Did Mitch like... is coloring it in a very strange way that I don't understand. Nobody will ever be able to look um, at those again. But the short <laughs> the version is, that game, it's, it's a great concept. You can wander around the entire park, and then they right. have some... Unfortunately, mostly crappy mini games themed around some of the rides. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, disappointing, just like the real Disney. Well, <laughs> no, I actually I love I love Disneyland in real life. That's why I was excited to review the game. Right. And the recreation of the park is really cool when you're just walking around the okay. park. But yeah, the mini games are kind of disappointing. And then uh, just the actual the controls of how you move around the park. You actually oh we're on camera. Hey, so you can, can actually this. show us. So you you, you actually point to where you want to go. Because mm. the, their their justification when they showed it to me uh, before before it came out was oh like a kid points like oh I want to go over there so the actual the game you're you're pointing your way around but it, when you're in a tight quarter like trying to if, if you yeah, get yeah, yeah. it's it doesn't really work very well in practice mm-hmm. so um, I, I hate to say it because this is sort of a almost cliche thing at this point but that game would have been way better with a controller. Mm-hmm. Like right. it's it's not a game like a Dance Central or a Fable: The Journey that is totally totally rocks with Connect. Right. It, this, it's a it's a great idea that would have been way better as a controller game. So who who developed it? Who designed the game? It's actually the uh, the guys uh, Frontier in the UK who who did uh, Connectimals. Hmm. Okay. Those I same mean, the, and Connectimals same crew. was I mean it was a good game. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Well, you brought not up for Dis- us, but you brought up Disney and pointing, and I know Disney like really pays attention to like stuff like that, and it's interesting they picked up on kids like oh, yeah. I want to go there. Well, <laughs> yeah. Again, well, like, well, I was saying that because like Disney, they point with two fingers on purpose because it's less authoritative or even three fingers. Huh. They I use, feel like that's like way more authoritative. Well, no, it's more like over here. You know, okay. or like over here, you know, as opposed to go there, you know, it's a, it's like a little, Children psych- like, oh, over there. yeah, it's a little psychological thing that okay. does. I will say, um, 
there's a lot of really neat collectible stuff in mm-hmm. Connect Disneyland Adventures around the park. There, are, you know, there are actual in real Disneyland. There are hidden Mickey faces yeah. around, and they're they're all over the game. And there are a lot of neat hidden collectibles. But it's definitely do you skin them and wear them? And, you know, <laughs> <according>? <laughs> if if you buy this bundle, I would recommend not playing connect disneyland first like play one of the other adventures connect adventures or dance central something where you'll this one just comes with uh, disneyland and connect adventures Mm -hmm. oh the last one is dance central connect sports connect adventures all right well what you said then yeah um (laughs) this one is interesting because it also comes with a a month of live and neither of these games are live compatible (laughs) well it doesn't matter they want to they want to get that Get that yeah, running yeah, into yeah, your exactly. veins as soon mm-hmm. as possible. So that that bundle is $100 cheaper at $300. And then the last one is something I suspect our listeners are going to care more about. is a 250 gigabyte 360 uh, with Skyrim and Forza 4 oh. and a month of live for $300. You know what's well, interesting? That's, that's, that's an incredible bundle. In. Yes. Yeah, that's a great bundle. Yeah. Well, wait, wait. This says Forza, uh, Forza 4 Essentials Edition. Uh, what does that mean? That sounds like... means it's... All the essential needs that you'll need for Forza. I feel like that has to be like their, like not game of the year edition, but like here's Forza Four plus a bunch of DLC. That has but, to be that. See, I I think what Destin's saying and what I was thinking too is that sounds like it's less than what was in the original retail package. They're so tricky with the English language. They the are. collector's edition has everything, but the essentials. I'm going to investigate this while we uh, uh, I, I do know for a fact the Skyrim, it's a download code. You don't actually get the really? disk. You have to download really? Skyrim. Yeah. Well, there's like half your hard drive space. Well, no, 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 because <laughs> it's 250 gigabyte hard drive, which is gigantic, and Skyrim cannot and, possibly be more yeah. than And they do gigs. give you the gold well, subscription for a month, so yeah. you, you just need to not blow through your internet provider's bandwidth cap if that's <laughs> applicable to you. So let's say Skyrim's like 4.5 gigs. It's bigger. The, D- the DLC's 4 gigs apiece. That's 12 a, gigs. Does it come with all the DLC in Skyrim? I, I, I doubt know. it. No, no, no there's doubt. no way it would come with Dawn Garden right. Hearthfire. No, I'm looking so. up. I'm looking the up best DLC how, ever <laughs> Hearthfire, I think, is what you meant to say. <laughs> how much is that, Mitch? How much was that? That, one, that one's $300. So $300 for a 250 gig with Forts of Four and yeah, Skyrim? Skyrim? That's well, not if, bad at all. Like if you need to, I mean, I'm to the point now where I have an Elite that is like slowly dying. It's on its way out. The drive is getting loud. Things are not running. as. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, that dog is getting ready to be put down. So something like that is really appealing. I'll do it, Ma. Well, I got an Elite with Indiana Jones Lego Edition, <laughs> and uh, I'm pretty happy with it. 120 gig hard drive. Not bad. <laughs> what was the collection? What what else came in? There was one that was like a Kung Fu Panda. There was like 100. Yeah. That I no, got? Which one? Which one came with Pure? And there was something else. That was a really oh, good bundle. Oh yeah. I think it was, was another like three or four years what was ago. Pure? I don't remember. It was a oh, outstanding was awesome. quad. Uh, ATV game it is fantastic. If oh, you can find Pure, okay. that game is yeah. like ten bucks now. Go mm-hmm. play Pure. Unfortunately, that studio is one of yeah, many this gone. generation that has been shut down. Mm-hmm. A lot of talent, though. I believe BlackRock was the name of that studio. Memory serves me correctly. Correct. Yeah. Also, the internet. So if you Google Forza Four Essentials Collection, there's like nothing. It's just a bunch of people on the internet going, "What is this?" <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Well, if you buy the bundle, let us know. Unlocked at ign.com and mm-hmm. uh, tell us if it's. Some sort of weird short-changed version of like the Grand Turismo Five demo that you paid for. Yeah, basically. Uh, all right. So the other real major news item of note this week is, is the Infinite Collector's Edition. Well, I you know I wasn't gonna go over that just because <laughs> it's more of a visual thing. Did you, you sh- buy one? Nope. Well, are you going to? Nope. Oh man, you're. 
<laughs> I did. Fine, I, I guess out? we're going to go over Apparently it, we're so. doing right, this now. Let's do the story. Is, so now Dustin has to put the video in. Or image, I know I'm punishing myself. I don't care. <laughs> all right, all right. So Dustin brought it up. There was a $150 edition of Bioshock Infinite. Check out these 3D effects I'm doing with the Whoa, images. Whoa, Dustin, this looks hot. <laughs> yeah. So it comes with... Farm the, doors, what? Sorry. Of, of course, Bioshock Infinite, which comes out... Maybe yeah. some maybe May? yeah we'll see if it's okay. out in February. Come, let's see it's, it lists the release date here as maybe <laughs> yeah maybe 2013. That's my right favorite now I'm month. flashing the release date on the screen. <laughs> um, and then it, it comes with a bunch of trinkets and your Twitter like handle a, below. Yeah there you go. There's a it ha- comes with a vigil uh, on a keychain that little tonic black tonic thing that to do to okay. drink alcohol out of. Right, right yeah it's oh that'd be awesome if it's a secret little flask. Well isn't it? I don't know I don't know if it opens. The one Andrew has on his desk downstairs does not open. It's oh. just like a resin container. Well, what good is it? Let's hollow it out and cut the top off yeah. and chug booze from it. So it also comes with a little heavy hitter figure. If you know what the heavy hitters are, they're just like one of the, like the mini bosses in Bioshock yeah. Infinite. Yeah. There's like a little art book that looks cool and like a bunch okay. of little trinkets. But man, there is a nine-inch resin statue of the songbird that is amazing. Oh, nice. It's like, you know, nine inches is like that big. Mm-hmm. The thing is has a massive wingspan, like... I'm getting too far from my mic. I'm getting so excited. <laughs> it looks awesome. It's just this amazing, beautiful little figure. Um, if you go to the Irrational website, you can pre-order now. It's also available on Amazon soon. Um, but on Irrational's website, there's like a 360-degree camera turnaround yeah. look at the item. Yeah. Oh, it's sexy. I, so I, you have okay, so taken the plunge? I've spent $160 on Bioshock Infinite. That's how much it was? Yes. Wow. With okay. tax with, and shipping? With tax and shipping, yeah. I have to ask you guys a question, Hi. and it's something that I did a long time ago. Okay. I stopped buying collector's editions because I had no more room for the shit <laughs> I'm in that the comes boat. with collector's editions. I have a, I have a work desk now. <laughs> yeah. That's where all the bullshit from games goes. On my desk, there, so I've got, a, uh, I've got a Halo 3 helmet. Mm-hmm. Under my desk, because I'm out of room, is the Halo Reach figure yeah. This group of figures. Right, yeah, they yeah. all die, by the way. And spoilers. They're dead. <laughs> yeah. Also, they None suck. of them made it. I wonder if they're in Halo 4. Probably not. <laughs> Unlikely. And uh, and then what's the other? Oh, there's... I actually, from my last job, I I, I left it behind because I had so many of these. For uh, I think I gave up to our very excited intern. The Gears of War 3 Marcus Phoenix. That uh, thing was yeah. awesome. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Like the stat- this tall... Huge. The statues are great. The helmets are great, and all those collectibles are great. I just, I just had this big pile of shit on top of my DVD. <laughs> yeah. Play. I had the Batarang. I had my Halo helmet. I had like action. <laughs> the Batarang was really dumb with yeah. Arkham City because they had it attached. Or Arkham Asylum. Little kids would like throw it at each other. The Arkham City statue is awesome. That's yes, that's yeah, in my is. house. It I have that black and, and like, white Batman statue. Oh, it's so cool. They look phenomenal. Like they're really taking care in their pre-order uh, statuettes yes. and stuff like that. But I just, I'm just like, I don't have room for this. Yeah. Do I really need another statue that I'm never going to look at? So Andrew has a related question. Um, he has, So I was wondering, do you guys hang on to games forever or get rid of them when you've had your fill? Uh, he remembers one week someone mentioned a high percentage of gamers don't even finish their games. I've had a half dozen games which I'm hanging on to because I want to either finish them or round them out on for the Chivos. Yeah. Uh, but he's waffling on whether to trade them in or for great games or to hang on to them. Okay. You know, Sorry. go ahead, Destin. Sorry. I was to say, for me, it. I kind of, when I'm done done with a game, I do sort of a I take a minute and think about, you know, if I really like this game, am I ever, am I, am I ever going to want to play this again? Right, yeah, yeah. And sometimes the answer is no, and I'm like, okay, well, I'll just, you know, trade this in or give this to somebody or, or whatever. But, you know, yeah, I because when the end of a generation comes, like I had to pair my Xbox One collection down from dozens upon dozens to, like, single digits. Yeah. Like, okay, 
Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, you made the cut. Breakdown, you made the cut. KOTOR, you made the cut. But yeah, a lot of stuff had us like, nope, so I'm never, I'm, I could keep this and it could live in a box in my garage, yep. but I will never, ever, ever touch this in any way, shape, or form ever again. And it's, I'm about at that point, uh, you know, with, with the imminent Xbox 720 coming up next year, I'm going to have to do that again with my 360 collection. Yeah. As I mentioned earlier, I am moving. Yes. <laughs> and I'm realizing I am a disaster of a person. Dude. So I have, having recently moved from another country, I had the same problem where I was like, what, what am I doing with all this shit? Why do I need these cases? So what customs was like, do you have anything to declare? And Mitch is like, do I? <laughs> you guys want to go through these one by yeah. one? Do you have all day? Yeah. So what I did, I actually, I, I came to like this, I made a, a big boy decision. It was like, just like, I'm throwing all of my cases in the garbage. Oh my God. Any games that I want to keep are just going in a binder. Uh, so my my binder, my entire game collection is like this this big. It's very tiny. I collected comics for years. I oh, can't do that, man. That's I why can't I'm, I'm all digital now for comics. Like, yeah. I, the future is awesome because yeah. I have so much space. It's uh -huh. great. I'm digital with comics too, but like I'm a collector still. I sure. still have that collector yeah. thing. So I like I have all the Assassin's Creed in their boxes together, alphabetical order on my oh, shelf. God. And the, what's really bad is I have my PS3 60 gig box. For the Why? PS3 still. No, throw in the garbage. Uh, Recycle my, that. My 360 Elite, I still have the box it came in. So if Give those I to homeless people it, to live in. <laughs> so if I ever sell it, I can put it back in the box, like in the original packaging. <laughs> I'm sure that somebody who buys I your like, PlayStation is going to be like, hey, wait a minute. Where's the box? <laughs> the six, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I like that you said, if I ever sell it, which right. will probably not happen. I still have a Sega Genesis. I have my first <laughs> Super NES. That's a that's, a, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's awesome. Mm -hmm, yeah. By so the way, I have um, everything. I I reap. See, I was as a kid. I always had to trade in my system. Mm -hmm. uh, my I, I could, my parents would always be like, "You can have whatever system we want, but you know, you can only have one at a time. We're not buying you. You're, you can't have more than one." Yeah. Um, so I always had to trade in the last one to get the next one. Mm -hmm. And so I, I do that too. Uh, yeah. So uh, f several years ago, I went. Boy, I really miss my TurboGrafx CD. There were just so, I had so many great memories of that. Mm -hmm. So I bought one from a, a friend of mine at, and the, unfortunately the CD-ROM drive broke. So if anybody out there <laughs> knows how to, how to repair a TurboGrafx CD-ROM drive, drive or knows where to get one done reliably where some dude won't just take my CD drive and run, uh -huh. unlocked at IGN.com. <laughs> help, help me out. Anyway, what were you saying? You had an, I, oh, I'm a disaster of a person because yeah. I can't throw anything away. So you have, like, do you just not trade your games at all either? Like, you I, just I have shit? body count still. Oh my god! I have Destin abort, dude. Mission, <laughs> mission abort. Stuart Black Avatar doesn't game. have a copy of, of body count. <laughs> <laughs> I have Avatar the game. Which one? Like the James the, Cameron one or yes. the Last Airbender? No, the okay. James Cameron one. Wow. That was given to me. It's still sealed. That's I, amazing. I'm so. So once I move, I've decided I'm selling stuff. I have like this life-size picture of Ryu throwing a Hadouken with down, 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 forward punch. And like it looks amazing, but it's in a tube in a poster box. Uh-huh. Bring it to so the office. Like, Hang it up somewhere here. Yeah. So I'm actually bringing my Mass Effect standy that I've had. I I'm saw that on Twitter. Put that like right behind yeah. us so Shepard can be a permanent yeah. guest. <laughs> yeah. He's a permanent guest on this I show. love that. So anyway, I'm moving. It's going to be really tough to get rid of. Yeah, rid have of fun with stuff. that. I'm a pack rat. This all started with a Bioshock collector's yeah. edition. <laughs> anyway, that thing's available for a stupid amount of money if you want to buy it like an idiot like um, I did. <laughs> or there's there's a $100 edition which has everything Mitch said except the Songbird statue. Why would... <laughs> which seems unnet... Yeah, it seems like if you're going to do it, you got to go all out and get the Songbird statue. I was kind of positive about like the dumb keychain and things, but like, come on, man. It's a 
statue of the songbird. It's awesome. Mm. Buy that. Mitch is like, I put on my big boy pants and got rid of all my <laughs> oh, so statue. I can buy more oh, garbage. <laughs> yeah, got rid of your game boxes so that you could have more statues. <sighs> when IGN deports my ass back home, I'm gonna have to just leave everything that's on my desk for you guys, and you can fight fight over it like savages. We will. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about that. It'll make for good YouTube fodder. <laughs> All right, the other story we were going to do this week before we got sidetracked right. by Bioshock uh, is the dashboard update. You, Some of you may have noticed that when you turned on your console, it prompted you for an update, and now your dashboard looks different. And for those of you who haven't yet received that prompt, soon it is uh they're rolling out over the so, yeah, a few million at a time yeah every I, by the by the end of like the next two three weeks everyone will be updated and I, they're doing this by the way so that they don't nuke their own servers by yeah. everybody hammering it at once now i've actually heard that the update's screwing stuff up oh great really? wow. like yeah i saw that like uh there was some threads on the internet this morning oh you're not spreading hearsay on our podcast no are you? well let me verify before i like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trash anything i read it on but, something yeah. awful yeah <laughs> Okay. Destin's anyway, going to so, do some research. Yeah. About Says what's the going guy on. who before the show said no phones. All right. So you do that. We'll talk. <laughs> it's related to the podcast. While you I, do that, yeah. Ryan and I will talk about how dumb this dashboard uh, is. Yes. Dashboard update. It's kind of a disaster. I mean, it's it's, it's not a dis- stop. Stop it. All right. Stop it right I'm now. Exactly. It's it's just so it doesn't break anything, which is our greatest love. And, and it doesn't make anything worse. Right. It just adds new things that aren't really that great. Sure. And I I just don't think a lot of people, especially our listeners, are going to get a whole lot of use out of something like. Uh, Xbox Music or Internet Explorer 9 because there are better versions of those things that exist elsewhere. In, yes. Like, I just, I don't understand. And maybe email unlock.igen.com if you have an answer. I just don't know who the person is who's sitting on the couch going, man, I want to look at the Internet on my Xbox and punch in a bunch of text on my keyboard with the, the joysticks and scroll through websites and read articles. Yeah, keyboards aren't supported with 360, right? No, no, he's no, no, talking no. about the virtual the keyboard on the keyboard. screen that you have to steer with your your right thumb or left thumbstick. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I know you can get the uh, the chat pad, the chat pad, yeah, which totally. is something. And it's <laughs> I I I E nine does have voice support, but it's just it's not nearly as efficient but, as you'd like it to be. Yeah, it's, I, you can't use it to actually say web addresses. Right. Which is understandable because I'm sure it would mess something up if you were like, go to IGN.com. It'd probably... E-Y-E-G-E-E-N-N. Exactly. Something like that. Is that what you meant? There's probably all sorts of phonetic stuff. But I mean, Bing exists. Why not just use Bing to be able to say like, Xbox, Bing, this. And it like, as far as we could tell, that doesn't work on IE9. We tried. Yeah, I also saw Fran messing with it, and it looked like there's some flash support issues. Yeah, there's no oh, yeah. flash support. <laughs> and yeah. our guy, like our engineers, so. are now working toward getting IGN videos to load on it. Uh-huh. So if you want to like go through our Halo 4 wiki and watch the map tours we're doing every you Tuesday can. and Thursday, well, soon, yeah, because I mean, you can't right now. But the engineers came over and tinkered with it at my desk, and we're like, all right, we know this, we know how to fix this now. So they're they're fixing it right now. So, so uh, I have AT and T. IGN will soon be our new tagline will be optimized for Xbox 360 yeah. console viewing for all two of you on IE9. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of people have been asking for a dash or a, a browser for a long since, time since the console right. launched. So, and I assume that we have some people listening who are like really excited about IE9. So, please play around with IE9. See, let us know what you think. Unlocked at IGN.com. I actually disagree with you in the sense okay. that, yes, people have been asking for it for for years, but I actually think no one actually wants it. They just I think they wanted it because it wasn't there. Yeah. They just I, I think That's it's a, a hollow benefit that they, they have no intention of ever actually using. Okay. So tell me if you're wrong, if I'm wrong. 
And Xbox Music is the other major update, um, which I wrote about. You came and saw it with me. Yes, I uh, was there. And it's it's an interesting service because long term, like if you look ahead a year with Windows 8, with Surface, with Windows Phone, all yep. updated and out, and you know with iOS support added, Windows Music is, or Xbox Music is, is great. It's a free service that you can use basically yeah, unlimited. Yeah, ad-supported streaming. Yeah, just like Spotify or Pandora. Didn't you write an article that was like, it's useless? Yes. So right now, Xbox Music is available right now. And you can get a free 30-day trial or you can subscribe to the... 10 uh, bucks a month. 10 bucks a month or $100 a year if you buy the year in advance. Now, what that gets you is 18 million songs, um, which is more than you would get if you get it for free, if you just use the free sub. And you can, uh, long term, you can download songs, you can save it to playlists and just have it on your device. But as it stands now, like there's no reason for an Xbox owner to use it. They are getting a hugely raw deal. Because smart glass isn't available. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. The other part of it was that um, you have to have Windows 8 to get anything, which, uh, and particularly a, an Xbox or a Microsoft tablet, a Surface yeah. tablet. You know, the the iOS and Android apps, which is what all of us have, yep. won't be out for with it. They'll be out within a year, which means like 11 months and 29 yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. I was. I thought I misheard when they said that. I thought, oh, within the year. So before 2013. No. Yeah, no. 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 Within a year. <laughs> iOS support will happen. So, I mean, right now for me for Xbox Music, like I use Spotify religiously every day, and I'm a I'm a Spotify Premium subscriber. I pay ten bucks a month. I get uh, unlimited streaming. I get to save songs to my phone for offline play. Yeah. Mm. My Xbox Music has similar features in that you can save music. You can download it to your phone. Um, yeah, for when you're going through a tunnel or you're on a plane. Right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even the streaming is great for that because it when you start a song, it basically just downloads it on the spot. And then once you're done, it gets rid of it. Yeah, caches it, essentially. Yeah, so that way you don't get interrupted when you lose service, like Spotify does. But, you know, right now, like, I I have no interest in Xbox Music at all. The interface is not great. I can only use it on my Xbox right now because I don't have a Windows 8 PC. I don't have a tablet. I don't have smart glass. I don't have a Windows phone. There's no iOS support. It's just this laundry list of features that are just, like, counterintuitive to the idea. And I, I did find out what people were having issue with. It is the Flash support okay. and the mm. fact that pinning doesn't work really well with uh, Internet Explorer, IE9, I, and just the whole dashboard update in general. Would you, so, did we you, we make, had no problems with Yeah, pinning things. was working fine for us. Yeah. I mean, you just it's just saving items from one spot on your dashboard to another place, and it's just this amalgamated collection of, I want to watch MLB, I want to play Street Fighter, I want to play whatever game you're playing. Yeah, Bring uh, back the Blade system. Bring back the blades. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. You want the blades, man? You just hit that dashboard button the, in I, the center yeah, of your I control. That's what I do. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I smell a Twitter movement. Hashtag bring back the blades. <laughs> At Destin Legary says. At Xbox. Let them know. Well, uh, so yeah, you're, you're gonna be getting the new dashboard update whether you want it or not, unless you yep. decide to just unhook your console from the wall, in which case you're just delaying the inevitable, really. But hey, it's features that you can use but don't have to. So that's nice. Uh, so that's, that's it for this week's major news items. I forgot to mention at the top of the show because we already did it. Uh, we have 343 Industries' David Ellis on the show this week for, uh, for an interview to chat up Spartan Ops and also his very checkered, very interesting past. You <laughs> Believe me, you will not... Yeah. You will be surprised at what, <laughs> what David Ellis has to say. It's a really amazing in talk. This, in this interview. So I uh, hope you enjoy that, and we will be back after Mr. Ellis hangs out with us for a little... Well, I think we took care of the mailbag, didn't we? Or we got yeah, a, we, yeah, we ran more? through those questions. All right. Well, yeah, we have, the, a, we have one question we can go through. Well, let's just do it now. Want to do it now? Let's just do it now. All right, okay. so the short sure. version is that Dr. Eskimo wants to know uh, what our favorite final missions are. 
Ooh, good oh. one. Also, he says, you can call me Eskimo. I'm good 29 one. and own a PhD in mm. chemistry. Good one, baby. Thanks, Eskimo. Eskimo yeah. is a question. Yeah, Eskimo is A, smarter well, than me. the doctor. And That's B, a fun question. That's a good too. question. That is yeah. a good question. So my favorite, and we're going to get spoilery here for Red Dead Redemption. So, sorry if you haven't played it. It's, okay. The statute of limitations is up on that Yeah, game. yeah the game's two years old. I actually haven't finished it, but go ahead. I don't mind. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> no, do it. All right. Oh, you... Do it. Ryan, right. really? I haven't finished it. I've played it. I haven't, I haven't finished the story. You're, you're executive editor of Xbox, right? <laughs> I genuinely don't want to do it anymore. I'm, I'm, I, I don't want you to do it. Because, like, which part? The part? The well, after I, part. I know the what, after part's I've, okay. I've already been spoiled. I know what happens to Marston. <sighs> Fine. So, after okay. that happens... And you, so you play as John Marston's son, like 20 years in the future, um, and you're going to avenge your father's death. And that mission was just incredible because you, you, you go to find the man who killed your father, and you, you find you shoot shoot all of his cronies, you take him down, and you just find this guy fishing, doing his thing. Like he's old, he's retired, he's done his his term as a terrible and asshole. And he's gonna FBI. die. And you're just like you're going down. You killed my father. You're going down. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a simple mission where you just walk up and you have a quick duel. But I mean, after the hundred hours of me playing that game it had built up so much about this character and mm-hmm. the, the whole idea of redemption that it, it all just came together so well and i i deliberately went out of my way to use the nine millimeter pistol that that <laughs> character gives john marston nice. oh wow before and i was just like you're going down with the weapon you gave my father and i'm using it against you to, to kill you wow dude that's, after you've killed that's him pretty cool. and that came together and i love that mission so much justin before that, when you bust through the barn door, I always think I still have a chance. Yeah, you're just like, you know, I can, I can I mark got them this. all. I can I, do I it. I think I can mark them all. There's like 18 of them. Okay. I, go, I, I messed, messed up. up. Restart. Restart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was so hard to accept like that scene. Yeah. Okay. So my moment, um, I, I use this game all the time, but like I had stopped playing Mass Effect 1. Big surprise. I know everybody's probably going to say. But anyway, Mass Effect 1 at the end, uh, you go up the elevator and you stop and they shoot out the elevator and you start walking up the oh, side yeah, of the yeah, building. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm walking <laughs> up sideways. Yeah. It's sideways, and there's a Reaper. I can see him walking. Yeah. And like, I was just like, holy crap, because I had put it down for like a year. And I come back a year later, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to finish this. I do all the side quests and stuff. And then I, I'm just treated to like this huge ending sequence. The entire third act of that game is amazing. Yeah. yeah. From like Vermeer to credits. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Still my favorite game on Well, Xbox, you took mine. That's a great, great pick. Um, oh, man. Then later, with Saren... Well, yeah. Make him blow his own brains out. And you can make out. him blow his brains out. <sighs> that was, that's the first time I yeah. ever like stood up and yelled at a video game. Like I genuinely just stood up and was just like, oh, my God! Yeah. Like You can make the villain kill himself and not have to fight him? That's yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't have this conversation without Halo 1. Mm. Okay. War, the Warthog yes. run. That's the Warthog run. run's incredible. It's what just, a great escape. It's... Uh, yeah, particularly if you if you do it on legendary and you get the the goofy legendary ending. <laughs> right, they right. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, looks like this is it. Hold me. It's <laughs> <laughs> great stuff, but um I'll go back. Uh, this is one of the um for for those of you who may have followed me over from my last job, you'd be like, "Oh my god, he's going to talk about this game again." Uh Breakdown. Breakdown, I knew it. <laughs> breakdown. The the final boss fight. Uh, in breakdown is literally it's 15 minutes of one-on-one it's like two super people super humans mm-hmm. fighting each other the guy the boss's name is solus you and solus going like just trading blows for it's it's not, i'm not even kidding a 15 minute that's awesome. boss battle and it's just it's not hard it's not easy i mean it's you're not like having to retry it 37,000 sure. times it's just it is just an epic epic battle and it was so great and i uh 
I love that game. Um, and then going still back to the Xbox One era, um, definitely can't can't argue with uh, the la- the sort of end game parts of Kotor One as well. Yeah. It's with the big twist with Revan and what happens, and it's uh, God. I'm at, now I want to go play the game again. Right. Let's go do it. <sighs> Video games are good. <laughs> Let's talk to David Ellis. Let's do that, and then we'll be back with some trivia. We'll give away something, and we'll hit the road. So enjoy Mr. Ellis. The Podcast Unlocked welcomes you to the feature segment. I am very pleasantly surprised this week to be joined in studio by David Ellis of 343 Industries on a visit from Seattle, from yes. the greater Seattle area. Sunny Seattle to sunny San Francisco? What's yeah, going what, on here? Is what going climate on? are we living Maybe in? Maybe global it's, warming's not so bad. Maybe know. not Not in the Pacific Northwest, anyway, <laughs> Northern California. So anyway, so David, yeah, you're here, you're in town. Um, so I think maybe we'll talk about Halo 4. Maybe. That's I've heard of that. Of the thing we, we could talk about yeah. anything. You're from 343, but... What most people may or may not know is you used to work in this very company that, yeah. that Mitch and I uh, now call home. You were at One Up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did, I did some work for One Up and, and, and did some work for EGM as well. We were part of uh, what we lovingly refer to as the Ziff Davis Mafia in the yes. old, old days. <laughs> Uh, on uh, 101 Second Street, we, w- we were walking by the old office today on the way over here because, of course, every of the all the major game media outlets are all on this one strip, this one Second Street in San Francisco. You just walk from one to the other to the other. Yeah, which so, makes doing media tours a lot easier. Right, than it, it used so to be. If, except for if, except for future, uh, all the way down go all the way. The, if anybody yeah. ever firebombed Second Street, there'd be a lot of job openings. Yeah, no more <laughs> game uh, journalism in the games media. Dead. But so, uh, yeah, you're you're a Spartan Ops designer a mission designer for yeah. Halo 4 at 343 now. But yeah, you used to do what, what Mitch and I do, the games media thing. So, you know, it seems like most people that do this, this being what the games media thing, eventually cross over either to the PR dark side, like the total opposite of what we do, or into actual game development. And you have, you've obviously gone over to, to the development side. Was it something that that you uh, actively wanted to do, like, you know, maybe covering games? Did you feel like, boy, yeah. I really love the nuts and bolts of this, or were you recruited into it? Uh, it's funny, like, I, I to add a little extra context, before I, I worked at 1UP in EGM, I've had a really, really weird career path. I studied government communications in college, and I actually worked in Washington, D.C. sleeping already. I know, no, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm going to get there. Let's, it involves prison, uh, Stanton Prison. Uh, I'm not kidding. Uh, I, I worked in Washington, D.C. as a political consultant and congressional staffers uh, for, you know, for five or six years, and sort of left that after the 2002 election. Uh, moved back to North Carolina, where I'm originally from, just to try to figure out what the heck I was going to do in my life. I ended up working as a detention officer at a prison there wow. for, yeah. for a couple of years, which, uh, yeah, I'm glad. So I, I should not start any shit with you. You will put me down. <laughs> He'll whip out a baton. I don't know about that. I I, I did get stabbed once while what? I was in prison. What? Is that true? It's totally true. Oh, my God. Uh, Where? It, it's occupational uh, in the shoulder. Uh, wow. Up through the Whoa. bottom of my like right. Like with a shank? Yeah, Jesus bottom of my right shoulder blade, and it went out the side of my arm. I still oh. have, like, some scars uh, and cool. stuff. So when, that, when you get st- okay, you're the first guest we've ever had on that's been stabbed. <laughs> you are our first stab victim. Yeah. So do you, where it was, you... 
did you think, did you ever think I'm going to die? Or were you like, okay, no, it's shoulder. I'm going to be okay, but this, man, this hurts. Well, so the, the, I, I was very fortunate. So basically, oh man, we're going down a weird path. Yeah, let's go there. Let's go there. <laughs> we're going to get there. It's just a long road. That's what separates, uh, for those tuning in, uh, I actually filled in for Greg Miller. You can catch David and I on yeah. Up at Noon on uh, YouTube, YouTube.com slash start. So we, it, it's important that we go to a totally different place than we did on Up at Noon. So let's get into the stabbing. Uh, so to not go into too much of the gory details, but basically I, it was a retribution because I had thrown an individual into solitary for a while. And he spent a couple of months uh, shaping the corner of a lunch tray into about an eight-inch shiv. Uh, and I made the mistake of... So he really wanted to stab you. Yeah, yeah. He, he made, I made the mistake of allowing him to get behind me, which is something you absolutely shouldn't do and never do for various reasons in prison. Um, but uh, he... he Pretty much he was trying to stab me right in the middle of my back, right Jeez. through the heart. And I happened to turn at the last second, and he went right underneath my right shoulder blade and went all the way outside of my arm. It, fortunately, it was plastic, so it didn't really do a whole lot of damage. It sort of scraped a little so bit around. So someone legitimately tried to murder you. Uh, yeah. This yeah. is the darkest that, we've ever gone. <laughs> that is cr- It's not dark because I got out of there, and I'm sure that jerk's still in prison. So <laughs> and okay and now uh, he's going to play Halo 4 in prison and see your name in the credits and be like, God! Damn it! I hate that guy. And it's going to ruin. Maybe, or he'll be like, "Man, I'm glad I didn't kill well, that guy after did, all." Did I, Halo mention, for him. did I mention he was actually a, you know, at his heart, he was a really good guy. You know, sweet, right. sweet fellow. He didn't. I didn't really want to hurt anyone, so please don't uh, retaliate and <laughs> try to track me down. I mean, you no harm, sir. Uh, it turned out okay, but uh, yeah, I did that for a couple of years, and uh, uh, yeah, just somehow stumbled into working at One Up through. Weird, so on weird your things. on their on your resume, one up saw uh, corrections officer. You'd fit in perfectly here. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I was really I really hated my job. I hated what I was doing, and uh, I, you know I liked video games and and uh, Mark McDonald, who you know you, those we sure know formerly yeah. Uh, yeah. former staffer there as well. Yeah, he's he's the one who hired me, and I moved out to San. Francisco. So a lot of people like to ask like, how do you get in the industry? Uh, and ultimately, you have to be willing to make no money, do the shitty jobs, and take huge risks. I moved uh, from where I, was I don't in know North what that's Carolina. like. Yeah, and live in the most expensive <laughs> yeah, city in the I nation. Mo- I moved out here with two thousand dollars that my parents and family had sort of scraped together and basically gave me. No car, two bags, nowhere to live to take a ten dollar an hour internship. I didn't even wow. get hired full time when I started. It was an internship. Thank Kate became full-time uh, and just sort of slept on people's couches and mooched off people, and uh, uh, it worked out. But that that's what it takes uh, for those t- people that love to ask that question. It's like, how do you break in? Oh, just jump off the cliff. Yeah. Just go crazy. It's so either, either going to work out in, or it doesn't, and you end up where you were before you gave it a shot. So to break into the games media industry, you need to get stabbed. <laughs> right. It certainly Step doesn't one. hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's, I mean... Chicks dig scars. It, it, it is kind of a, a reminder that what we do is really not... It doesn't really matter. It's right, like the highest stress I have is like, so, oh, I have so, so many words to write today. I, I, I don't agree with that. It absolutely does matter. Because when I was working in prison, I was listening to the podcast. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. It's true. It's... And man, it gave me some escapism. And we forget that. I mean, don't get me wrong. What we do for a living, it's it's long hours, it's hard hours. Uh, and, and sometimes we don't necessarily get paid what we think we should get paid. But... Uh, it doesn't suck. No. Um, but, you know, you can have the best job in the world and still have 
bad days, days you That's don't want to get up and go yeah. to work. It's just human nature. So, um, you know, I, I hold a special place with, without uh, without Mark giving me that opportunity, and uh, I certainly wouldn't be where I was today. So kind of to answer your initial yeah, question. Yeah, so let's fast forward to, yeah, so how do you so, how so, do you break off yeah, to uh, the game development side I, of things? You know, I worked at 1UP for, for a while, and then, you know, everyone, or a lot of people know that there were, one up was owned by a different company at that point, and there were some layoffs. And basically, uh, the vast majority of the staff was laid off, and uh, that was an unfortunate occurrence. So a lot of my friends just uh, weren't there. We came yeah. to work the next day, um, and yeah, that sort of bummed me out. And it, it wasn't the same. I was still working with some really great people. Was able to do some some cool stuff, but it was very different. Um, and so I was starting at that point to decide that I was thinking I was going to move on and do something else. And um, you know, I had some other opportunities lined up, and and actually. Uh, uh, 343, but actually before it was 343, uh, approached me to take a, to a different position, a more community-focused position. Um, and that had kind of become a cliche at a certain point. That, right, that, yeah. Like that job was just like kind of a joke because everyone was taking it and nobody yeah. knew what it was. I mean, it's a tough job. Uh, sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Respect. I mean, che, community manager. Che yeah. Chow, who was a uh, you know, former one-up as yeah. well, went and was community manager at Forza for a while. He's now a studio producer at, at our studio. Uh, it's a tough, thankless job. But, yeah, it's right. No, most people don't really realize what the, they, what yeah. community managers do. And, and I ultimately didn't want to necessarily just do the community stuff. I, I had come to a spot where I was either going to move to a different uh, – uh, a different uh, outlet somewhere, mm-hmm. um, and or I just I wanted to be involved with making the games. It was something that never really. It's nothing I ever thought I would do. Uh, it wasn't even anything I really aspired to because I, I, nothing's worse than um, you, you. You know what it's like. So. We used to do a media tours together, uh, sure. Ryan and Mitch. But you'll see some people who go there who it seems like their whole reason that they're in the press is to try to get a job in development. And that sort of always rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, because, it's, and it's ironic that I would say that, of course. But, <laughs> um, but you know, Those I, sketchy guys, I always, hot calling the kettle black. <laughs> I know. But I always tried to – I don't know. I, 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 no matter what I'm doing – that's what I enjoy doing, and that, that's where my focus is at. When I was working at 1UP, whether it was doing the video stuff, the podcast stuff, the writing stuff, it's like yeah. that's what I put my heart and soul in. You, I, I don't know any other way to be. Um, but when when I realized that there was an opportunity to move to a studio, I had to make a d- decision of did I really want to do the community stuff or did I want to try to do something else? And so the first time we talked, we just realized it wasn't necessarily a good fit and and, and sort of went away, and I thought, oh, that was my one shot. I, I'll, I'll probably never get that opportunity again. And being a huge Halo fan, it was, it was, it was tough, but... You know, about a year later, uh, another opportunity presented itself that allowed me to sort of do some hybrid stuff to, you know, do some video stuff, do some podcast stuff, uh, uh, but also sort of start to try to work behind the scenes on, you know, training up to to, to work on some of the design stuff. And I've been fortunate that, um, you know, between Frank and, you know, Allison uh, Stroll, who is my former manager on the franchise media team, uh, they were really supportive of me to, to give me this opportunity. Josh Holmes is our creative director, uh, you know, definitely allowed me some leeway that you'd be able to do, to get this opportunity. So uh, I, I owe a lot of people a lot of debt of gratitude. I think anytime you do anything worthwhile in life, there's other people who have helped, along, helped along the yeah, way. You, you can't do it on your own. Uh, so I've been very fortunate, but you know, I've been working very hard for a long time. So it was sort of a slow process. Uh, well, I was going to say, because, yeah, it's design in particular. Yeah. Because that's, you know, I don't know a thing about programming. I don't have any uh, artistic skills. You and I, I both, know, brother. I know how to write and I know how to talk. But you say you have no artistic experience, but there's different types of art, and writing is definitely an art and a skill. Yeah, ar- I mean, talking like visual work? art. Is my nose yeah. brown? I no, it's good. It's pretty <laughs> well good, done. right? Good. This is this interview's going so well. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, like usually to get into design, it, typically, right, you work your way up generally like through the QA testing ranks, right? Yeah, a lot Where of people from do QA sort of earn your stripes that way. That. Yeah, and I, I, like I said, I've been fortunate. I'm just that I, for, for a while there, I was basically working two jobs. I was training up on everything, but also doing my day job and, and trying to make sure that I'm juggling all these plates and, and actually not letting anyone down and not letting anything slip through the yeah. cracks. Uh, someone who you know pretty well, Kynan Pearson, mm-hmm. um, he definitely took me under his wing, and I've learned a ton from Kynan. He's been in the industry forever, one of the smartest people I know. The lead multiplayer level designer yeah. on Halo 4 yeah. is uh, the man largely responsible for the very awesome contingent of Halo 4 maps, which, I might add, we're doing regular tours of all 10 every Tuesday Halo and 4 Thursday. every Tuesday and Thursday yeah. at IGN.com. Very well played. You guys <laughs> nailed that plug. Well yes. done. How organic was that, by the way? That was great. <laughs> um, yeah, so just basically working on that, you know, I, I do a little bit of everything. Like when, so... One of the cool things about working on Spartan Ops is that as the mission designer, you basically, um, because these are sort of bite-sized mission experiences. Yeah, so it's it's a four-player co-op campaign yep. that sort of, um, for reasons I don't quite understand, replaces Firefight. Firefight's gone. It was a cool new thing in ODST. It was Bungie brought it back for Reach. Uh, I don't. Wh- why is Firefight? Before we get into Spartan Ops, why not bring Firefight back? I mean, it's one thing to okay, we have Spartan Ops now, but. Why ditch Firefight? Is it just a time thing? Are you guys going to pocket it and reintroduce it as a new thing for Halo <laughs> 5? Uh, you know, why Why get rid of it? Well, so, I mean, ultimately, everything in life comes with a cost-benefit. You only have so many people. You have only Very so true. many hours and so many things that you can work on. And so when we were deciding the, what the feature uh, package for Halo 4 was going to be, um, you know, we were trying to figure out... We liked Firefight, but we felt like it, Bungie had really gone as far as they could do. They basically gave fans almost every tool imaginable to customize that experience yeah. however they wanted to. And it went in more of an arcade-style experience. So, Very true. Which was pretty interesting because it was more survival-oriented in, in ODST. Um, and so we felt like Bungie did a really good job and had really explored that uh, that area pretty 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 far. And we decided early on we wanted to do something different. And, uh, and Spartan Ops, even from the, the early days when I started at the studio, Spartan Ops was uh, the part of the project that excited me personally most as like a gamer and a fan of the series because it's very new and it's very different. Um, and we felt like there was an opportunity. And people like playing against the enemies. It's, we refer to it internally as PVE. Uh, player, player versus, versus enemy. Yeah, versus like PVP. Uh, and people like that. But we thought that uh, we could do something different and actually provide a more campaign-like experience because people were always clamoring for these campaign experiences. They wanted to continue uh, these these huge epic stories after the campaign ends. They didn't want to wait multiple years. And so we saw Spartan Ops as, a, as an opportunity to actually do some very big experimentation. I don't think anyone's quite done anything like what we're attempting with this. Um, and it just made sense. I mean, I think for fans of Firefight, um, they're going to get a lot of that same experience, that same enjoyment uh, of fighting against... Like waves of fighting against tough the, guys. Fighting against the Covenant, being challenged, you know, having your gun, having your, your, your squad mates, your three squad mates right on your side, uh, and, and, you know, in overcoming insurmountable odds, seemingly insurmountable odds. And so we think it's absolutely going to... It's the term we use, scratch that itch, that particular itch. Um, <laughs> but there's thought, a cream for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's called Halo for and it's available <laughs> November 6th. So that's a $60 cream. <laughs> but we, we thought there was an opportunity to do something more with it and actually continue the story uh, after the campaign ends and sort of help bridge those years between mainline campaigns to keep the universe alive and constantly moving forward. So it's it's a four-player down weekly downloadable co-op side co-op campaign essentially. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's so it's it, it, it's it's 
it, it literally does pick up, you know, sort of a lot of the narrative strings and layers that that, that that take place in the main campaign. It continues kind of the overarching story arc and moving the universe forward. Should should I finish the single player campaign before playing Spartan Ops? Yes. Am I going to spoil anything if I roll into Spartan Ops first? Yes. Okay. So um, I we absolutely recommend. I mean, you could you could go on some of the missions and not necessarily spoil a whole lot. We were definitely we're cognizant of that in the in the early weeks of content that we've sort of planned out. Um, but uh, the CG series that's debuting alongside Spartan Ops, I guess I should explain it just in case there's people out there that don't. Yeah, there's a lot going on with this. Yeah. Game. What? What? It's okay. So yeah, Spartan Ops. What am I downloading yeah, every week? So basically, you have the main campaign, and then you have the other main component of uh, the Halo Four is the Infinity multiplayer experience, which combines war games, which is kind of a uh, competitive multiplayer, which people will recognize. Yeah, but tried we, and true stuff. We sort of ra- wrapped this fictional kind of wrapper on everything that the war games are actually taking place on board the UNSC Infinity that's yeah, how big this simulation is it's a simulation basically it's training Spartans to fight uh, the best and the best of course are other Spartans so fighting against one another the other component of it is Spartan Ops, which is kind of live fire uh, missions on the ground, boots on the ground. You're sent out there. These are the best of the best of Spartans that are going to you know, take care of business that the UNSC needs taken care of. And so Spartan Ops, we're basically in essence kind of launching a TV series this year uh, where we have a computer animated series, a generated series. It's a super high production quality that will kind of tell the story of uh, Fireteam Majestic, which is a team, Fireteam of, of Spartans on board the Infinity. You'll also continue the story of some characters from the main campaign in Halo 4 that you're introduced to. And it's basically kind of telling a little bit about life aboard the Infinity. Some crazy stuff happens. And then in addition to that, you basically have five missions or chapters, which tie in and continue the story of the CG episodes that you see each week. And those are the missions that you'll actually play um, with you and three friends uh, on co-op. And those are the things. So you'll get five of those missions or chapters each week in the CG series. And we've announced, you know, 10 weeks of content, 10 weeks. 50 missions for this uh, season of Spartan Ops. Boy, it's almost confusing because there, there is, you called it a TV series. There actually is a TV series, <laughs> Forward Unto Dawn, yeah. which is five weeks that are airing now yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of Halo yeah. Waypoint. Yeah, so in some ways, Forward Under Dawn, um, which takes place uh, way before the events of Halo Yeah, like 20 4. years or something. Yeah, and that deals with, you know, some elements of the Master Chief and uh, his uh, meeting this, uh, this uh, Thomas Lasky, which is a character that you'll also be introduced to in the campaign. And so their experiences of actually in that per- time period at uh, the Corbulo Military Academy uh, will absolutely have an effect. And so if you watch that series, you, you don't have to watch it, but if you do watch it, you'll actually get some extra context for when uh, Commander Lasky and the Master Chief are actually reunited after, you know, decades. That uh, They actually get to, so that when Lasky walks up to the Master Chief, um, they already know each other, and they have this whole history, and you don't need to hey, know buddy. that. Yeah, you don't need, you don't <laughs> need to know that to, 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 to get at the thing, but that's part of what we decided when we first formed the studio, that we decided that every story we're telling, whether it's in the game or in books or comics or whatever it is, they all matter. They're all legitimate. They all have an effect on this universe. So it, the the omission of firefight kind of is making a little bit more sense to me now from a from a philosophical uh, perspective from uh, on 343's approach to Halo 4 because the campaign is all about the narrative of Master Chief. The war games the multiplayer is wrapped in a narrative. Uh, Spartan Ops is pushed with a narrative. Firefight is an arcade thing and yeah. doesn't really fit into that mix. So, I, you know what? I mean, I, I'm sure ultimately, you know, there was the, the nuts and bolts decision of we don't have time or money or manpower for this. But it, it is your your answer is 
a valid one. In this, I'm not just sitting here feeling yeah. shorted as a fan. Like, oh, they just cut. They're just spinning that because that's a stupid <laughs> PR spin answer. But no, it, that is a legitimate answer. That you know, it doesn't really fit in with the narrative focus of the rest of. The and as a, as a player, like I totally appreciate the idea that we're getting something new in place of it. It's not just oh, here's the tried and true multiplayer. Here's firefight. Here's everything you want. Instead, it's like here's something you d- you don't necessarily know that you want. Here's something that yeah. you can have sustainable over the course of 10 weeks and and when I, i'm not saying anything controversial here and the everything that makes up spartan ops it's a substantial amount of content way more than than firefight because it's sort of firefight which i i enjoy very much it is it's sort of a static you know you you play it and you can change certain parameters but it's sort of the same thing uh, every time but we're going to continuously having new content new content new content so and the, that you know the, the halo 4 is always it's every time you log in uh it's going to be new you're, yeah. if you log in and you haven't been online in a week or so and our weekly challenges and all that stuff coming back yeah yeah so challenges yeah. challenges are coming back uh you know uh, i don't know if we've gone way deep detail dive on them or anything but i think if, if there was a portion of halo reaches uh suite of offerings that we actually really enjoyed in the community especially really uh, seemed to enjoy with the challenges we introduced custom challenges through Halo Waypoint, uh, and uh, you know those are definitely coming back too, and we'll have some more information on the details, uh, specifically as we kind of lead up to launch. So, so I could, I could post a challenge that says, "Mitch, can I can I direct it at one person?" Or are we talking about that later? All those details. Or so what? I mean, you, you can you can actually do custom challenges in Reach right now, so you can log on and kind of see how that's worked in the past. And you know, like I said, we'll have some more specific information on how that stuff works as we get closer to launch. All but right. I think if you're a fan of challenges in Halo Reach, um, we have more and better and awesomer so uh, stuff the, the, coming the for Spartan you. So the Spartan Ops missions, they're uh, they're not just things built in forge right these are these are no. full-on yeah like we, we use the, i mean we use the same tool sets of campaign i mean it's the same it's the same stuff i mean yeah. in, in, in essence it is very similar they, there are some different design constraints in how we've kind of designed our missions uh, compared to campaign because they are smaller mm-hmm. uh, but the the missions all the missions within a week sort of flow together and they all have these narrative strings that tie into the overarching series I, i've sort of talked about this before it's like we're telling all these stories in spartan ops and in halo 4 and so in spartan ops specifically it's like this like kind of uh, Russian nesting doll of we're telling these <laughs> stories within each mission. Tim Schafer would love to hear you say this. <laughs> and then and then you have the stories uh, within the mission that carry over to the other missions within that week. And then you have these meta stories within those weeks, which tie in to the CG series. And that stuff all ties into the continuing story of the Halo universe uh, post campaign. So you have all these different things that are all working in conjunction. We're very fortunate to have an amazing narrative team headed up by Armando Trossi, uh, Brian Reed's one of the writers I work with very closely. We have just an amazing team across the board. Um, and that's one of the fun things with Spartan Ops. You have the designers, you have the artists, you have the narrative folks. We're all working together to kind of tell these stories and craft these experiences. So, so tell me, kind of, I'm curious, as somebody who was in games media and is now a, a designer in game development, so what, like, t- walk me real quick through your day. Like, what is it that you do? What is it to be a <laughs> mission designer on Spartan Ops. What do you sit down and do all day? Are you building well, levels? Are you writing? Are you what, well, so what's your of, life? One of the fun things is that what we're doing so new, it's like it, we really had to establish what it means to make these missions and to make this episodic content. We we had to kind of no one we had to learn how to do it. 
Uh, and so really, uh, you know, what, what we do is we have these planning meetings and we plan out like weeks of content, we plan out episodes, and then we work with the designers, we work with the narrative team, work with the artists to plan out uh, where you're going to be going, what you're going to be doing. Uh, but within the confines of each mission that you're responsible for, the designer basically has, um, you know, almost no limits. It's absolute control. I mean, there are technical limitations and, and resource limitations and stuff, but uh, really you can kind of do whatever you want to. So. You know, we'll work with the artists to, to tweak the, the actual geometry of levels and, uh, you know, tweak things and make changes to it. And then we'll work with the other designers uh, within the week's worth of missions to make sure that story-wise we're picking up after the, the CG series and continuing that thread forward and kind of continuing it through the week and leading up to the next week's content. And then we, we you know, work on the missions. Like, this is what we're going to do. You're going to go, you know, you're point A, you're going to do thing X, you're going to fight thing Y. Okay. And you're going to time all these things out so we script uh the encounters with in some cases hand script stuff so i had to learn how to code and do all that huh. stuff yeah. uh, we have some tool sets that we use that uh, allow us to basically run the game engine on the fly make t changes to stuff yeah so we can immediately play test stuff and be like oh that's that's not working quite right and let's change this let's rebuild and let's let's play let's play through it again so it's just constant iteration we basically do you know we have the pretty rapid iteration we're very very agile group um, because we're a very fairly small group from the design side so we're able to iterate really really quickly and and make changes to, to things so basically we'll get an entire mission the, the core of it kind of bare bones up and running in a week oh wow uh and then you know we just keep iterating and keep polishing and keep play testing just keep playing like we're our own harshest critics so we'll play each other's missions and be like man that sucked or holy <laughs> crap what did i've never seen what you just did i've never seen anyone do that that's really cool uh, and so we're very fortunate. Chris Luke is the lead uh, Spartan Ops designer. Uh, just amazing guy. Uh, I couldn't have a better team. I couldn't have a better boss. And uh, I feel very, very lucky to be where I'm at and doing what I'm doing. And so, so what you're saying is my ticket out of here. <laughs> Sorry, Mitch. Could be. Right. Take me with you. I don't really need uh, programming skills or visual artistic skills. I can be my I, talentless self. If I self. understand games, I could eventually... You know, grow up and get a real job. People, people have, uh, people have, uh, people are only limited by what they what they do or what they think they can't do. I was sort of just kind of thrown in the deep end, and I had a trial period where they were like, "Okay, we're going to give you a shot." But if I hadn't worked out, I would have gone back to doing what I was doing. Yeah. I was fortunate yeah. that I was able to. Uh, to I guess pull it off or else they were just desperate enough that uh, I was the right guy at the right time I don't know I think, <laughs> you'll do I think only time will tell but uh, I I'm really excited to, that for people to get a chance to actually uh, be playing stuff that I made that uh, I still grin every time I actually think about that and it's uh, it's it's a fun time all right well David Ellis thanks for stopping by on your your uh, trip down from Seattle Halo 4 of course out November 6th everybody listening to this podcast damn well better be buying it otherwise why are you listening to this podcast Spartan Ops weekly episode starting on launch day, yep. uh, five chapters, five missions yep. part of are consist of episode one, along with the CG video, and there'll be that same similar structured package every week for an additional nine weeks, and then maybe a season two down the road. As we talked about earlier, I, I'm actually going to be getting on a plane right after I finish this podcast and going right back to the studio, because we're still making Spartan Ops. We're still creating these experiences. So I want to be an NPC, make me a Marine. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe, maybe we could work something out. Let's talk off mic. But uh, yeah, we're still working pretty hard on this this first season, and, and you know, who knows what the future can hold. Uh, but uh, right now, we don't have any plans other than finishing this season off and, uh, and launching Halo 4 come November. All right, David, thank you very much. Thank you.
Thank you very much, Mr. David Ellis. Uh, remind me never to go at that man with a knife, because <laughs> he will probably kill me. He knows what to do. He's a smart dude. He's been, David Ellis. He's been stabbed before. He, he, has, some, he has good stories. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He does. He's a good guy. Uh, so it, Get me a job. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the, we come to the unlock block, which, of course, is our trivia segment, where I test my two bros, okay. Destin and Mitch, with uh, an Xbox-related trivia question that you, the listeners, slash readers, slash uh, whatever you are, because we're, we're multimedia now. We I are. don't even know what those people are. Listeners, readers, watchers, Listeners, readers, watchers, viewers. Oh yeah, all God. that stuff. Likers. Uh, Dislikers. Dislikers. We got some of those. That? Why? <laughs> Stop sending Ryan mean emails. Yeah, what all of you people consuming this form of media are, whatever you are. Yeah. Uh, the questions come from you guys. And this week's comes to us from a gentleman who only supplied his gamer tag, Mind Arch One, all mm. one word. Mind Arch One. Can we call him Mindarchy? Spell, let's see how many friend requests we can get this guy. <laughs> uh, how do you spell his? Uh, his M. It's all one word. M I N D A R C H One. The so, number one. So if you want to spam some guy, oh, with no. Friend <laughs> well, I'm going to do it. Friend requests are okay. Don't spam him though. Oh, okay, don't okay. don't spam him with non. Yeah, yeah. With Just bad. one. The Beyond guys have a segment where every week they have somebody uh, give their their PSN ID. And and then they share it for the for the listeners to become best friends. Yeah. Maybe we've created some best friends. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope so. Yeah. Well, Mind Arch One is now the proud owner of Guitar Hero Van Halen. All right. <laughs> because yeah. he, is, I have chosen his question for this week's tr- this week's uh, unlock block, and it is this for you guys. Uh, I'll go to Destin first. Okay. As a follow up to our uh, trivia question last time, the top rated game on Metacritic for Xbox. Yeah, he counters with a simple but yet awesome question. What is the lowest rated yeah. Xbox 360 game according to Metacritic? So both IGN and, of course, factoring in all of our, our media peers. Is it A, Hannah Montana, the movie, the game? <laughs> B, Self-Defense Training Camp, which was a Kinect title? Uh, Yaris, which was a Toyota weird tie-in thing? Or D, Hulk Hogan's main event, which was another <laughs> Kinect game that I can personally attest to its horror it's horribleness it's it's yeah can i see it can I yeah see the, it the answer is not here so you're welcome to take a look okay i will say self-defense training camp a game which i gave a 1.0 last year oh, wow. 1.0 <laughs> that I, I actually really like writing that review because I, I got to be i got to be negative without being mean it's just like why does this exist who is this for you guys to kick people in the balls for pretend for 60 dollars thanks it's full price yeah oh wow well, fifty dollars. It's like, a connect. Uh, yeah, yeah. Connect price is fifty dollars. I assume Yaris you get for buying a Toyota or something. No, no, no. Yaris, you just, it was free forever. Oh, okay. Um, and that game was like so because I reviewed Self Defense Training Camp, I probably would have picked that. But because you did, I'm gonna say Yaris because that game was just awful. It's just this like meaningless. There was no soul to it. It's like you hold right trigger and go forward racing game. It's this horrible advertisement game where you could only play as one dumb car. Oh, he was. Ugh, I think he was bad. Well, um, pleased to report that one of you is oh. exactly correct. Okay. The person who will be going home in a Yaris. <laughs> <laughs> With a copy of Yaris, so, uh, which is free. Destin, oh. you 
should kick Mitch in the ball self-defense training camp style because he is correct. He is the winner. It's Yaris. Yes, the adver game. I can see you trying to spin that in your head like, how do I form this? I've got it. i just got to build it. So to I've clarify got it. to our listeners, Mitch won. Mitch won. It was Yaris. It's, it's Yaris. Uh, and I don't need to kick him in the balls. I'm going to get him a copy of Yaris. A, oh, a, a 17 on Metacritic. Ooh. Oh, uh, The rest of these were in the low 20s. Before you even listed what they were, my immediate response was Bomberman Zero or Bullet Witch. Bomberman mm. Zero, I reviewed myself and that was i mean they that how that ever even got green lit how how somebody <laughs> at konami didn't go or hudson hudson konami bought hudson later that's why i said right. but how someone at hudson didn't go this is pooping all over our brand <laughs> and not only that it's just a horrible horrible game right oh my, that game was terrible like so if that if you died in one the 99 stages you had to start over from what? stage one. Oh, God. Uh, and the visual style was appalling, and the camera sucked. It was 3D. Yeah, that that game was bad. I'm surprised that's not somewhere on this list as well. When, when you brought up bad games, the first Xbox-related title that ever pops in my head is Malice. Remember Malice well, on original Xbox? Yeah. I yeah. forgot that even came out. I was, was ex- like, I was excited for it. Really? And like, I got was it because Gwen Stefani was a hero or whatever? Oh, it was? <laughs> I think so, yeah. She was involved in that game. Yeah. Oh, I, I had no idea. But no, I was excited because, like, I don't know, a female lead Destin character. Destin had no like, doubts about that game. <laughs> you beat me to it, bastard. <laughs> I get that fun this week. <laughs> nice. Uh, anyway, bad game. Yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't talk game. the fun. So, uh, <laughs> boy, that one was fun. Mind Arch won. Well played. Excellent question. And he got some friends. You get, you're going to get <laughs> yeah. some friends yeah. and free a copy. Free friends, free game, what more do you want? And a copy of uh, yeah, Guitar Hero Van Halen, which is Maybe not they can play together. a terrible game. It's it's uh, You just have to like Van that's Halen. That's, that's the secret. So if you'd like a shot to win, send your Xbox-related trivia question to unlocked at IGN.com. Include the full question, four multiple-choice answers. Note the correct one in there, please. Your uh, shipping address so that I know where to send Guitar Hero Van Halen to, as well as your gamer tag if you'd like some new friends. And we will pick someone else. I'll pick a good question that I think is good, and we'll play again next week. And so... The end. No segue needed. Nope. Because we don't have one. Can, we, can our segue way, just be that we all stand up and walk out that door? I, I hear on Twitter every now and again that some people find our, our bumpers annoying. But you know what? A, a, an awesome fan made those... If you don't like them, make me better ones. Make oh. me, make me, make your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is that is the solution because I think they add flavor to the I agree. show bumpers myself. For, bumpers nice. for what? What do you mean? The you know, between one? segments, we have little music yeah, the, jingles. Oh yeah, I made little animations for all of them. Yes, yeah, <laughs> dude, that's rad. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Mm. I love it. The so, show's coming together. Seriously, video form. If, if you have better ones, uh, you know, submit them. Yeah, I, um, I would love. That was to not see just some, an empty challenge. We I would love to, love to see some other options. Well, that's what happened. That's how we got. Uh, yeah. R- uh, Rory is the name of the gentleman who made who made our, the bumpers we have now. Oh wow! And that's we when I first started here at IGN, we yeah. didn't have any, and I put out the call, and he was like, "Hey, I made a bunch for you. Here you go." And so, Let's feel see. free to if and and to Rory, I won't replace yours. We'll we'll just rotate them. If yeah. you if you got if you want to make some, send them, and we'll just put them on rotation and. We'll get everybody involved. So, so there. I love you all. Before before you get into the to the pimpage, yes. before we start promoting ourselves, um, the IGN Unlocked Facebook group. Which, if you just search "podcast unlocked" on Facebook, yes, you can see that group. You can join that group. It's a lovely community, full yep. of excellent people. We've had a number of uh, new new entrance to that community in the, yeah, the last week. It's or bumping so. in there. There's a lot yeah. of people. Lots yeah. of like the comment threads are like 50 comments deep. It's crazy. 
Did you um, just say it's bumping in there? It's bumping in there. <laughs> yeah. We just lost three likes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just left. So uh, this weekend, like this weekend that you were listening to this show, which was what, the date? October? Where's uh, my phone? Uh, Today that we are posting this is Thursday, October 18th, probably later for the video. Um, but this weekend on Saturday morning uh, at 8 a.m. Eastern, that group is starting Extra Life, which is oh, a 24-hour yes. marathon where they just they play games. Um, for charity so they are collecting money now if you go to that facebook group um and you just if you can't find something immediately just ask them for the link or they'll be linking it all week and then over the weekend donate to that charity like give them money give any of those like whether it's mike or nick or aubrey somebody just give them money to uh help heal sick kids because that is an amazing cause yes absolutely that thing is legit i love it i used to do it every year and this year i just don't have time I wish I did, but I'm going to stop by and hang out with those guys, uh, jump on their podcast sometime cool. this weekend. Excellent. Good stuff. Uh, as for, see, now you've taken all the wind out of our own plugs because they're just far less important to yeah. the world. Follow me on Twitter, I guess. Um, yeah, so they're going gonna to do things for children. You could follow me on Twitter and inflate my ego. Yeah. Well, <laughs> look at I this mean, stupid thing I took a picture of. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we can put it this I thought way. thought of a witty joke. That's Please, not that funny. There's the episode title. Yeah. Look at this stupid thing I took a picture of. <laughs> please, please indulge yourselves in all of our things we're about to plug, because if you do, that ensures that we have jobs so that we can keep doing this. Yeah. So that, that works, right? That's yeah. Unless they don't want that. <laughs> then, oh, we're in trouble. then why are they listening <laughs> Don't this? follow me on Twitter, please. If so, I dip below 7,000 followers, I'm fired. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Sad. And it is true. Yeah. No, seriously. Uh, anyway, uh, yes, follow Mr. Destin Legary on Twitter at Destin Legary, D-E-S-T-I-N-L-E-G-A-R-I-E. I got somebody, somebody submitted a pretty good one. It was Stewie Destiny. <laughs> From last episode, I said, if you can think of a better Twitter handle, oh. you know, send yeah, yeah. it to me. What is Stewie and I did Destiny? The Stewie thing. You said Stu, and I was like, Stu, oh, I'm fat. <laughs> so somebody said Stewie Destiny. All right, well played. Oh, That's a start. Yeah, he'll and he'll sell you that Twitter handle for the low low <laughs> price of uh, ninety nine dollars. Yeah. <laughs> at Mitchie D Mitchell Dyer on Twitter and uh, me, you can find me at at DMC underscore Ryan, and of course at IGN. We'll uh, tweet out all of our biggest hottest headlines to you from across the IGN website, and uh, yeah. Hang out on, on our little corner of the site, IGN.com slash Xbox 360. We've got, we're continuing, as Mitch mentioned earlier, our Halo yeah. 4 multiplayer map tours. Those are awesome. All 10 maps. Uh, Haven just went up, which is one of my favorite Halo 4 multiplayer maps so far. Super Promethean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we've got, of course, the Halo 4 review oh coming God, up on coming November soon. 1st, midnight Pacific. You're going to want to stay up late. East Coasters, I don't know if I'd tell you to stay up till 3 a.m. <laughs> you can just get up if at 7 when you go to work. And yeah, read it. and it'll be <laughs> it'll there. It'll still be there. It'll still be there. They'll, um, they'll probably still be playing Halo. I probably. So, uh, well, no, they won't. Not on November so, 1st. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's out on, yeah, 6th. Reviews, yeah. Review, they, so they've, they've got no excuse. Yeah. <laughs> no excuses. So check out, yeah, that's, that's our biggest thing coming up. But we've got more Halo content coming for you. Uh, in between now and that, actually a lot, a lot more. It's, Lots. It's yeah. sort of it's disturbing. Um, I would say eighty percent of my time right now is being spent on Halo Four things. The Halos. So that gives you an idea of of how how big a deal it is for us. Uh, Mitch, you are working on a review of tell tell the listeners why there is no 
Medal, uh, Medal of Honor Warfighter yeah. review right now. So we're putting up a video on Monday that explains this a little more, a uh, little deeper. But uh, I've been playing Medal of Honor a little bit. Uh, I've been playing the beta, which is over now on 360. Uh, I played single player uh, at a bunch of events. We've seen a bunch of stuff. All the stuff that you guys saw on like our E3 live stage. But we don't have our final copy. <laughs> but yet, we don't do have we? a copy of the game because EA won't give it to us. That's so, always a good sign. So I'm gonna have a copy the day that any of you could have a copy. But word of advice: wait for my review. <laughs> Before you go and spend $60 on Metal Honor Warfighter. You're saying I should trust you. I'm a pretty trustworthy guy. He is. It's true. It's true. Uh, and what else? I don't know. <laughs> Are there any other major review? I guess that's that's kind of no. the that's the big one for next week right yeah, yeah. it's the big game for yeah. next week uh the destin one. are there any any video awesomeness things of yours that we could go look at right now or are you just working on stuff uh well the david ellis interview you know yeah. uh, that's coming up uh that'll be now. a standalone video <laughs> well it'll be it'll be in here too in here also. okay yeah, yeah yeah so so you just watched yeah, it mm-hmm. or if you didn't go to youtube or you can IGN. watch what so you just this, heard so i'm doing this podcast <laughs> thing it's called podcast online well, sorry what what's yeah. that yeah maybe you guys have heard mm, of it i'm unfamiliar yeah. No, it's just, as always, go to IGN.com slash wikis for all of your walkthrough help. Yes. Uh, you know, that's my, my main job. I do guide, guide-related content, and then I get to do cool stuff like this. Yeah, Dishonored Wiki, if you want to find all the bone charms and all the secrets in there. Resident Evil 6, I finished Borderlands 2, I'm working on another one, yeah. and we'll be working on another one after that, which is going to be very busy right now. Yeah, it's a crazy yeah. time. You've been you've been helping me out with some of the Halo things as well. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it is a all hands on deck effort. And then there are <laughs> Halo's not the only big game. You've been working on all the big AAA games yeah, uh, for the wiki stuff. The so. wiki's corner is like dangerous spoiler territory for all the games I care about right now. Mm-hmm. Just be careful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we have it all. It's all sectioned off, right? Into yeah. like, if you go to the Halo Four section, I think uh, he means when he walks by our desk. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like, like yeah, No, by, the website mm-hmm. is safe. The website's, the website's fine. fine. Like, don't go watch ending if you don't want to see. The ending. <laughs> yeah. I hate that when ending videos go up. People are like, "Why would you post this?" It's like don't it ruined things for it. me. It's clearly don't labeled, click folks. It. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, the the all the people who are playing video games at the wiki section of the office is uh that's a that's a dangerous yeah. We should place. really hide you guys upstairs or something. Yeah, we should really be in the basement. <laughs> Yeah, put them in a dungeon. Yeah, (laughs) we'll slide pizza and tortillas and other flat foods (laughs) under the door for you. All right, for Destin Legary and Mitch Dyer, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. Most of you catch us on iTunes, where you can subscribe for free. Just uh, search for Podcast Unlocked in the iTunes Store search field. Zune Marketplace as well, IGN.com, and uh, wherever finer podcasts are sold. So. Uh, we will see you again next week, and I'm, I've am got more. We've got another Halo 4 interview, the one I promised last week that we instead had David Ellis this week. More Halo 4 next week, so stay tuned back. <laughs> Halo 4 all the Woo-hoo! time! In a world saturated with glossy facades comes a podcast that's breaking barriers. This is Reppin. It's where we do a deep dive into subjects like belonging, to mental health, to courage, and more. On Reppin, you'll meet the faces you think you know and discover their untold stories. It's real. It's intimate. 
and it gives you insight into the real person behind the images. In a world of pretense, Repin strips it all down. No filters, no facades. Learn and be empowered and find inspiration through thought-provoking stories that resonate with your journey. Every episode is an exploration into the truths and values that make us who we are. Representation, it's not just about race or gender. It's about you. Repin ensures that every voice is heard. Every story is valued. So be seen, be heard, and be represented. Listen to Repin wherever you get your podcasts.